keep in step with the heart of God. We keep in the step, we keep in step with his heart for us. Wherever we find ourselves, God is right there providing. Whatever, whatever path we walk with God, God is gonna be everything that we need for that walk and for that plan that he has for our lives. Praise you, Jesus. I wanna thank everyone for coming today. Today is a good day. His mercies are new every morning, amen? We praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Today I want to open up with Judges, chapter 6 through 7. Thank you. I forgot to turn it on this morning. <laughs> you had one job, Brian. During this time, Israel is experiencing great oppression due to their spiritual rebellion. But praise Jesus, God sent them help. God sent them deliverers called judges. God sent them people to deliver them out of captivity. He didn't leave them in their rebellion. That's how much God loves each and every one of us. He continued to come after us and after us over and over and over again. Praise you, Jesus. Chapter 6. The people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of God. The Lord gave them into the hand of Midian seven years, for seven years. And the hand of Midian overpowered Israel. And because of Midian, the people of Israel made for themselves the dens that are in the mountains and the caves and the strongholds. For whenever the Israelites planted crops, the Midianites and the Amalekites and the people of the east would come up against them. They would encamp against them and devour the produce of the land. As for Gaza... And leave no sustenance in Israel, and no sheep or ox or donkey. For they would come up with their livestock and their tents. They would come like locusts in number. Both they and their camels could not be counted. So they laid waste to the land as they came in, and Israel was brought very low because of Midian. And the people of Israel cried out for help to the Lord, and praised Jesus that God hears us. God heard us. God heard you when you were at your worst, when you were deep in sin, before you knew Jesus, before you knew him. God heard you. When the people of Israel cried out to the Lord, verse 7, on account of Midianites, the Lord sent a prophet to the people of Israel. And he said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I led you up from Egypt and brought you out of the house of slavery. And I delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of all who oppressed you and drove them out before you and gave you their land. And I said to you, I am the Lord your God. You shall not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. The call of Gideon. Now, the angel of the Lord came and sat under 
the terebinth at Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Abysrite. While his son Gideon was beating out wheat in the winepress to hide it from the Midianites, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you, beloved. O mighty man of valor, O mighty woman of valor, O mighty warrior, God is with you. God says to you today, I am with you. Gideon said to him, Please, sir, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all these wonderful deeds that our fathers recounted to us, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and given us into the hand of Midian. All through this time, Gideon is questioning, why is all these bad things happen? Why did this happen? Why, Lord? But God's answer to all that is go. Go in this might of yours and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Do not I send you. And he said to him, Please, Lord, how can I save Israel? Behold, my clan is the weakest of Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. When did that ever become a factor with our God? When did your status here on earth ever become a factor in the kingdom? With God, all things are possible. And if God's called you to do something, he is going to equip you and empower you to do the very thing that he called you to do. How can I save Israel? Behold, I'm the weakest. I'm the least in my father's house, Lord. And the Lord said to him, I will be with you. And you shall strike the Midianites as one man. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. So Gideon continued to doubt. He continued to need signs. Proof that God was with him. But praise Jesus. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Blessed are those who believe the word. Blessed are those who believe that when Jesus tells you something, you believe it in your heart. Praise Jesus. You take him at his word. You believe him and you trust him. Praise Jesus. God sent Gideon and told him all he needed was his presence with him. All he needed was him. Praise you, Lord. You don't need to amass any great strength, Gideon. You don't need to amass any great courage or anything like that. Just rest in me. Rest in the fact that I am with you and I will equip you. Praise Jesus. God demolishes our expectations of what we think we need to bring to the table in order to be used by him. God said, come as you are. Come as you are and I will use you. You won't stay the same, but praise Jesus, come as you are. Praise Jesus. So verse 17, and he said to him, If I know I have found favor in your eyes, then show me a sign 
that it is you who speak with me. Please do not depart from here until I come to you and bring out my present and set it before you. And he said, I will stay till you return. God is patient. Amen. So Gideon, uh, Gideon, sorry, Gideon went into his house and prepared a young goat and unleavened cakes from an ephah of flour. The meat he put in a basket and the broth he put in a pot. I'm reading quickly through here because I want to get to the next section. Brought them, him, brought them to him under the terebinth and presented them. And the angel of God said to him, Take the meat and the unleavened cakes and put them on this rock and pour the broth over them. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord reached out the tip of the staff that was in his hand and touched the meat and unleavened cakes, and fire sprang up from the rock and consumed the meat and unleavened cakes. And the angel of the Lord vanished from his sight. Then Gideon perceived that he was, an, that, that he was the angel of the Lord, and Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for now I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Peace be to you. Do not fear. You shall not die. Then Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, The Lord is peace. The Lord is your very peace, beloved. The Bible says that he is the prince of peace. If you're experiencing tumultuous time or stress or anxiety, just speak the name of Jesus, and it will quench any uprising. It will quench any uprising against you when you simply declare the name of Yeshua. He is the God of our peace. Praise the Lord. To this day, it still stands as Afra, which belongs to the Abysrites. That night, the Lord said to him, Take your father's bull and the second bull, seven years old, and pull down the altar of Baal that your father has, and cut down the Asherah that is beside it, and build an altar to the Lord your God on top of the stronghold here. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, it doesn't matter what previous generations have done. It doesn't matter what, how, what precedents or things that the previous generation has established. I will press on with the Lord and in his might and give him glory, praise Jesus. He will be first place in my home and in your home. Take the second bull and offer it as a burnt offering with the wood of the Asherah that you shall cut down. So Gideon took ten men of his servants and did as the Lord had told him. But because he was too afraid of his family and the men in the town to do it by day, he did it by night. The fear of the Lord will set you free from the fear of man. If I were afraid of man, I would not be a servant of Christ. The scripture says that if I were fearful of man, I would not be a servant of Christ. I have to be, we have to be preoccupied with the thoughts of Jesus, preoccupied and focused on what he says about us, not about what our neighbor has to say about us, not about what the, the news or the, the people around us or the people at work or the people at school. We are to rest and walk in the rhythm of the voice of our Savior. Praise you, Lord. Praise Jesus. So Gideon destroys the altar of Baal. When the men of town rose early in the morning, behold, the altar of Baal was broken down, and the Asherah beside it was cut down, and the second bull was offered on the altar that had been built. 
And they said to one another, Who has done this? And after they had searched and inquired, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, has done this thing. Then the men of the town said to Joash, Bring your son that he may die. For he has broken down the altar of Baal and cut down the Asherah beside it. But Joash said to all who stood against him, Will you contend for Baal, or will you save him? Whoever contends for him shall be put to death by morning. If he is God, let him contend for himself, because his altar has been broken down. Therefore, on that day Gideon was called Jerubbabel, that is to say, let Baal contend against him, because he broke down, broke down his altar. Reading on verse 33. Now all the Midianites and the Amicalites and the people of the east came together and they crossed the Jordan and camped in the valley of Jezreel. But the spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon and he sounded the trumpet. When the spirit of the Lord comes upon you, you sound a voice, a shout of victory because the greater one is with you, beloved. Shout the victory. Declare the victory ahead of time. That is what the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you. He speaks to you of future things. And you walk into those future things with effortlessness because you have everything that you need in Him. So the Spirit of the Lord clothed Gideon and he sounded the trumpets. And the Abyssalites, I probably am butchering these names, but I'm okay with that, <laughs> were called out to follow him. And he sent messengers throughout all Manasseh, and they too were called out to follow him. And he sent messengers to Asher, Zebulun, and Naphtali, and they went up to meet them. So all these people are being called out, called out to march in victory. Then Gideon said to God, if you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said, behold, I am laying a feast. Once again, Gideon's asking for another sign. Behold, I am laying a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece alone and is dry on all the ground, then, all, then I shall know that you will save Israel by my hand as you have said. And it was so. When he rose early next morning and squeezed the fleece, he wrung enough dew from the fleece to fill a bowl with water. Then Gideon said to God, Let not your anger burn against me. Let me speak just one more. Please let me test just once more with the fleece. Please let it be dry on the fleece only, and on the ground let there be dew. And God did so that night, and it was dry on the fleece only, and on the ground there was dew. Jesus said to Thomas, look, feel my hands. See, blessed are those who believe and yet have not seen. Blessed are those, look, Thomas, you see my hands, you see the scars, now you believe, but believe because I've said it. Believe because I've spoken to your heart. Believe because I have come to you intimately and I have spoken the truth to you. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me, Thomas. No one comes to the Father but by me. So Thomas believes, but blessed are those who believe and who have not seen. We are the blessed, amen? Gideon's 300 men. This is what I wanted to get to. <clears throat> okay, then Jerubbabel, that is Gideon, and all the people who were with him rose early 
and encamped beside the spring of Herod, and the camp of Midian was north of them, by the hill of Moreh in the valley. The Lord said to Gideon, The people with you are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hand, lest Israel boast over me, saying, My own hand saved me. Praise you, Lord. Now therefore proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whoever is fearful and trembling, another way to put it, whoever is not fearing the Lord, whoever is not aware of him, whoever is not believing him, let him return home and hurry away from Mount Gilead. Then 22,000 of the people returned and only 10,000 remained. The 10,000 being those who feared nothing other than the Lord. There was nothing else for them to fear except reverencing the Lord, reverencing him in his glory. The Lord said to Gideon, the people are still too many. Take them down to the water and I will test them for you there. And any one of whom I say to you, this one shall go with you and shall go with you. And anyone whom I say should not, this one shall not go with you. So he brought the people down to the water. And the Lord said to Gideon, everyone who laps the water with his tongue. So everybody who's reaching down and grabbing water and drinking it out of their hands. Laps the water with his tongue and the dog, and, uh, as a dog laps. You shall set by himself. Likewise, everyone who kneels down, so those who are kneeling down in order to drink out of the water. So he's, he's differentiating between the two. And the number of those who lapped, who drank out of their hands, putting their hands to their mouth, was 300 men. But all of the other people knelt down to drink water. I believe that God separated these two groups because he was separating those who were drinking from the water, looking down, who weren't alert, and from those who were drinking water, who were in battle and recognized that they had to be on alert. They had to be sober-minded, sober-minded and alert, ready to be sent out by God, ready at any moment for God to say something. So those who feared him and those who are alert and sober-minded. And the Lord said to Gideon, with the 300 men who lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hand and let all the others go, every man to his home. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. So the people took provisions in their hands and their trumpets, and he sent them, he sent all the rest of Israel, every man to his tent, but retained the 300 men, and the camp of Midian was below him in the valley. So, Jesus, so God shrunk the army down to 300 men, and with these 300 men, God is going to deliver Israel, and I believe that God shrunk the number down so low to do two things. Obviously to demonstrate his glory and to demonstrate him as the provider, but also to remind us that he wants to work through mankind. He wants to work with us and through us. 
And he used just enough people for his glory to be on full display. Amen, church? Praise you, Lord. That same night, the Lord said to him, Arise, go down against the camp, for I have given it into your hand. Whatever is risen against you, beloved, the Lord has already given that situation into your hand. You need to believe it, and you need to rest in the victory that Jesus has purchased for you. But if you are afraid, Gideon, to go down, go down to the camp with Pura, your servant, and you shall hear what they say. And afterwards, your hand shall be strengthened to go down against the camp. The enemy is terrified of you, beloved. He went down with Pura, his servant, to the outpost of the armed men who were in the camp. And the Midianites and the Amicalites and all the people of the east lay along the valley with, like locusts in abundance. And their camels were without number, as the sand as the sand that is on the seashore in abundance. So their enemy was so great, so vast, that it was equated to locusts. You know, when locusts show up, there are just so, much, so many numerous locusts that you can't even see the ground. That's how much their enemy was in number. But praise Jesus. With our God, all things are possible. We praise you, Lord. When Gideon came, behold, a man was telling a dream to his comrade. And he said, Behold, I dream, I dreamed a dream. And behold, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian and came to the tent and struck it so that it fell and turned it upside down so that the tent lay flat. And his comrade answered, This is no other than the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. God has given into his hand Midian and all the camp. That broken relationship, God has already restored it in the name of Jesus. God has already given you the victory. I declare that. The broken relationships are restored in Jesus' name. The enemy no longer has a hold on that ground anymore. You shall take the land and you shall abide. You shall walk in your relationships with peace. You shall walk in all your relationships with peace. As Gideon heard the telling of the dream and its interpretation, he worshiped God. He worshiped God for the answer ahead of time before it even happened because he knew it had already grappled and gripped the heart of the enemy. It had already gripped the enemy's heart and the victory was already at hand. He returned to the camp of Israel and said, Arise, arise, church, for the Lord has given the host of Midian into your hand. And he divided the 300 men into three companies and put trumpets into the hands of all of them and empty jars with torches inside the jars. So they weren't equipped with weapons, but they were equipped with weapons of worship. 
They were equipped with trumpets for, to make sounds and to, to make triumphant sounds over the enemy. They were given jars to break, to declare and to frighten the enemy because the Lord is near. He divided the 300 men, verse 17, and he said to them, look at me and do likewise. We are looking at you, Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. I said the author and the perfecter of our faith. Everything that Jesus does, we are able to do through the Spirit. When I come to the outskirts of the camp, do as I do, Gideon said. When I blow the trumpet, I and all who are with me, then blow the trumpets also on every side of, the, of all the camp and shout, for the Lord and for Gideon. For the Lord is Jesus. For the Lord is King. For the Lord is reigning. For the Lord has won. For the Lord has the victory. You just declare that. Declare that over any situation that doesn't line up with the word. The Lord Jesus has the victory. Gideon defeats Midian. So Gideon and the hundred men who were with him came to the outskirts of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch when they had just set the watch and they blew the trumpets and smashed the dars that were in the hands. Then the three companies blew the trumpets and broke the jars. They held in their left hands the torches and in their right hands the trumpets to blow. And they cried out again, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. Every man stood in his place around the camp. No one gave up their territory. No one was moved. No one was swayed. They kept guard. They kept their position. And what happened? All the army ran. That's what the enemy does, beloved. He is a coward. The enemy is a coward. He is a coward. He has been dethroned. He has been stripped of the keys of death. He has been stripped of power. And all he has is the weapon of fear. The weapon of fear. But the very fear that is coming against you and I is gripping the enemy. Because the enemy knows who you are in God. The enemy knows that with God, you are going to accomplish your destiny. Do you get that? The enemy is terrified. All he is trying to do, all he is trying to do is slow your momentum. He can't stop your destiny. He's trying to slow your momentum with God. But listen, once you catch on fire with him, there's no stopping it. There's no stopping it. And he knows that. Once you catch on fire with God, once you realize 
Your identity is established. It's established, beloved. It says accepted. It says beloved. It says received. I just thank you, Lord. Just thank him for the identity that he's given us. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you've set me free from my past. You've set me free from my past. The only weapon the enemy has is my past. But what kind of weapon is that if it's been destroyed? What kind of weapon is that if that weapon ceases to exist? It's in the tomb and it's dead. It's dormant. The only thing I have is my future with the Lord. I have a future with my Savior. Where death is your sting? No weapon formed against you will prosper. It cannot prosper against the blood of Jesus. It cannot prosper against the blood of Yeshua. No weapon, no matter how big, how small, the devil's been stripped, beloved. The devil's been stripped. The enemy cried out and fled. That tormenting spirit that is coming against you, flee in the name of Jesus. I declare this over families and the people in our communities. We have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. The devil and all his demons cry out when you enter a room. Do you believe that? So therefore, you have authority to drive it out. You have the authority to drive out sickness. You have the authority to drive out all darkness. You are authorized and you have the confidence to be able to do so. Because the very same God that used 300 men to free Israel, he can certainly use us. He can certainly use us. And you know what? He wants to. He, he is desiring greatly to flow through us, for us to extend out a hand and to touch those in need, to touch those and to deliver the oppressed, to touch those and to see the captives free. That is the overcoming spirit on the inside of us. So the enemy cried out and fled. When they blew the 300 trumpets, the Lord set every man's sword against his comrade. The enemy turned on itself. Self-destruction in the enemy's camp. And against all the army. And the army fled as far as Bethshetah toward Zerarah. As far as the border of Abel, I'm not going to try that, by Tabith. And the men from Asher and from all Manasseh, and they pursued after Midian. 
Gideon sent messengers throughout all the hill county of Ephraim, saying, Come down against the Midianites and capture the waters against them, as far as Beth Barah and also the Jordan. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. You have a marvelous destiny with Jesus. And Jesus has planted talents, abilities, wonderful things on the inside of you that through the Holy Spirit will shine, will come out and be used for His glory. Allow the Lord to sift through your heart. I ask you, Lord, to sift through my heart. Find anything that be grievous to you, anything that would grieve you, and let the only things that you have birthed in my heart remain. The same way you sift through the army, sift through my heart and find anything in there, Lord. Search me and know me. Examine my heart. See if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in my destiny, Lord. Lead me in my destiny. Lead us in the destiny that you have for us to walk in. The destiny that you have with the Lord is beautiful. And the Lord sees you accomplishing it. The enemy knows it. Do you? Know it, believe it, see it. See you walking with the Lord, doing the greater works that Jesus talked about. The greater works because you are in the Lord. And the Lord has more work to do. He has more people to heal. He wants to heal through us. There is a sick and dying world. And it is a testation to God's mercy that the world continues to go on because he wants no one to perish. He doesn't want anyone to die and not know him. And we are a heartbeat of that. We are a heartbeat of that. This is not, we, we, don't, we don't get phased by the depression and by the, the darkness of the world. We know that one died for all. And because of that, we must go. We must go. I want to encourage each and every one of you, if, if there is something that you just feel such a, such a deep desire and you think, how in the world could you use me? How in the world am I going to be able to do that? God has placed that on the inside of you, and God is your answer for that. God is your provider for that. He is going to nourish it and cause it to grow. Perhaps you want to street evangelize. You keep getting this unction to go up to people, but you're afraid of rejection. Listen, the fear of man is washing away. The fear of man is washing away. The fear of rejection is washing away. You're not afraid to be rejected anymore because you know that you're accepted. You know that you're accepted. Perhaps you're feeling a great desire to lay hands on people and to see them healed. You don't want to see them sick. You don't want to see them struggling. 
That's the heart of God on the inside of you. Just present it to the Lord, and he will guide you into that ministry. You see, every single one here has a calling. And you can tell a lot of times what it is when your heart, you just you feel it resonate. Like you feel like you, you hit a bell and it just resonates and it just it expands in your heart. And when you hear things about it, you get excited and you, you, you just want to step out into it. I tell you, God is on the other side of that and he is going to be faithful to you. He is going to be faithful in your calling. He will help you. When you step out, you will not fall. When you step out, you will not fall. You will be picked up. He will lift you up with wings like eagles. You will soar in the spirit. You will soar in the spirit. Like a sailboat. I don't want to be a motorboat trying to push the boat. I want to lift my sails up and allow the Spirit of God to blow on my sails, to blow on the, the, the sails of my heart and to launch me into the future that God has for me. God wants to do that. He wants to blow on the sails of your heart. Allow Him rest. Just allow the Spirit of God to blow on you. He will guide you into every step, every place, every situation. Just rest. Just rest. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Samuel 17, 47. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear when you do your calling, you know that it's not going to be seen by your own abilities. It is the Lord who saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. Your calling will testify of Jesus. Your calling will testify of Jesus. Second Chronicles 20.15 Do not be, be afraid or discouraged. Because of this vast army. Don't be afraid of the attacks. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Psalm 18:39. You armed me with strength for battle. You humbled my adversaries before me. Psalm 33, 16 through 12. A king is not saved by his great army. I am not saved by my strength. A giant is not delivered by his great strength. The war horse is a vain hope for victory. Despite its great might, I tried and 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 I kept coming up empty. It is only by the Spirit of God that we are able to live and thrive and flourish and walk in the things of the Lord. The, the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear Him, on those who hope in His mercy, that He may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. 
Keep them prospering in times of difficulty. The world is a difficult time. The world is a difficult place, but we are going to prosper. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our helper and defender. Our hearts shall rejoice in him. And we have hoped in his holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us as we have set our hope on you. Listen, the Lord is my only hope for victory. Human and animal strength, whether in number or size, cannot be trusted. My role is to fear God, hope in his mercy, wait for him, rejoice in him. My role is to rejoice in the Lord. That is your role, to rejoice, to fix your whole being on him. Proverbs 21, 31, the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance and victory belong to the Lord. The fear of God will keep you. The fear of the Lord will keep you safe. Psalm 91.10 Resting in his shelter. The fear of the Lord will keep you. See yourself succeeding. See yourself walking on the straight and narrow with the Lord. See yourself at the end when Jesus looks you in the face and says, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few small things. Behold, I make you ruler of many. You've been faithful. God is faithful to his promises. And the Holy Spirit will keep us faithful to our God. The Holy Spirit will keep us in union with Jesus. We are the bride. He is the groom. We are to forsake all others and love him alone. We thank you, Jesus, for giving us victory. We thank you, Lord, that you have taken us from survival mode into the ascended life. We thank you, Lord, that we once lived in survival mode. Be anxious for nothing. Do not be like the Gentiles who seek after all these things. They try to accumulate and try to What's the word I'm looking for? Create security. But there is only security in the blood. There is only security in the covenant. There is only security in the pastures that Jesus has us in.
In there, we have everything we need. We, we live the ascended life with Jesus. We live the ascended life. So allow the Holy Spirit. Today is the day. Lift up your sails. Lift up the sails on that dream. It laid dormant for a while, but it wasn't dead. God placed it in you. It cannot die. Lift up the sails of your heart and allow the Spirit to blow on that dream in your heart today. It will fly and it will soar with God. Whatever ministry the Lord has placed on your heart, whatever calling, whatever direction the Lord is leading you, He will be with you like He was with Gideon. He will be with you, beloved. So we've been set free from the survival mode. Often we're tempted with it, but praise Jesus, the enemy is silent in the name of Jesus. We will trust that whatever we need, the Lord will provide. We trust that the Lord has placed on the inside of us beautiful things. And with his help, they will come out and they will shine for his glory. We will declare shouts of victory. We will let go of thoughts of shame, thoughts of guilt, thoughts of the past. Jesus already went there and he conquered the past. Jesus is in your future. Come up with me. Come up with me. Come to me. I will be with you even to the ends of the earth. I will be with you wherever you go. Praise you, Jesus. Just begin to thank him. Just thank Jesus. Shepherd, the good shepherd. Our good shepherd. Jesus, marvelous King, the risen one, we just worship you. The King is here, just worship him. Praise you, Jesus. The power to save, the power to heal is in you. The power to heal is in you. The Holy Spirit is in the believer. 
Say it louder. That's right. Praise Jesus. The same power. No difference. The same. We will no longer put or apply the brakes with God in our identity. We're no longer going to mix the new with the old. We're no longer going to mix our old identity in with our future. If you want to know anything about Brian and his past, just look at the hands of Jesus. Because I put him there, but Jesus forgave me and he rose and has given me new life in him. We have new life. You would never drink water that was 99% pure and 1% sewage. It's only if it's 100% pure that you would drink it. So don't ever mix your old identity with your future because your old self is gone, dead and dormant. Your new self is hidden in Christ. You are hidden in Christ Jesus. And when he is revealed, you and your real self will be re revealed along with him as well. So don't mix your past anymore. Drink the water Jesus gives. You'll never thirst again. It only satisfies. John 4, 14. Whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst again. Never. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. You have a spring on the inside of you welling up. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, the greater one is in you. Jesus, Jesus. They will never thirst again. In you, Lord Jesus, we are satisfied. In you, we are fulfilled here and now. We walk in the plans that you have for our lives, Lord. You've given us courage to walk it out. You've given us boldness, which is your love. Your boldness the boldness that we have is your love. 
The boldness doesn't come from our own abilities. It comes from because we are amazed by you, Jesus. We are overwhelmed by your goodness and your grace. Praise you, Jesus. So, Lord, I just pray for each and every one here. You've destined them to walk mightily with you. Each and every one of us here. We thank you for that, Jesus. We thank you for purpose. We thank you that you've given us your vision for our lives. And we receive it and we believe it. The moment you gain momentum with God, the enemy knows that he's lost. Allow the Spirit of God to propel you in the future God has for you. Once Gideon got a glimpse of the vision God had for him, he came back to the camp and said, what are we waiting on? Let's go. What are we waiting for? Let's go. Let's take the land. God is with us. And like Gideon, we go out into the world out there fearless emboldened, burning with the power of God. We are burning with the passion of Jesus Christ. His vision, our vision. His dreams, our dreams. His thoughts, our thoughts. No difference. Spirit of truth will guide you into all truth. He will guide you. He will propel you into different places to testify of Jesus. Lord, we hunger for you to propel us into deeper places with you. Help us to walk out on the water with you wherever you would call us out to. Like Gideon, the Spirit of the Lord, it says the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and he was equipped for the next phase of his journey. The Spirit of God has equipped you, beloved. And guess what? Nothing God plans for you will ever fail. Nothing. So we can walk in confidence with our Lord that He's with us, He loves us, and He will guide us into our future with Him. I'm confident that He who began a good work in you will complete it. I'm confident. It doesn't say, maybe, 
I don't know. It says, I am confident of this. He who began a good work in you will complete it, period. So we praise you, Jesus. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your passion for us. That as we celebrate the time of Christmas, we remember the time you came into the world came as a baby to set us free from darkness, to set us free from ourselves and our mistakes and our flaws, and you've given us new life. So we walk in this new life. We walk in the newness. We are rejuvenated, we are renewed, we are restored. Renewed and rejuvenated. And we thank you for that, Jesus. Give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise Jesus. This time before we close, I want to take tithe, we should take tithe and offering and then we'll take communion. Those whom the Son sets free is free indeed. There's no question about it. You're free. I said you're free. Praise Jesus. If there's anyone in here that does not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Before we take communion, I, you know, we, always, we have open communion for those who know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If you don't know him, let's, let's say a prayer together. Let's, anybody who would be listening on the cameras or on Facebook Live, let, say this prayer. Jesus has a bright future for you. Accept him, receive him, and watch how he will revolutionize your life through his love. Dear Lord, I receive you and thank you for your sacrifice. I thank you, Lord, that your body, your blood was given up for me on the cross. I believe, Lord, that today is a new day and that the old is past. Behold, all things become new. New. 
today. Not tomorrow, today. All things become new in me because of your sacrifice. And I receive you as my Savior. I receive you as my King. And I place you on the heart, on the throne of my heart as Lord right now. In Jesus' name, amen. The body and the blood, healing, healing.